Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yo, what's up? This is your alternative facts for the week. I'm Chris Payne. As usual, I am here today with uh, Taylor Weatherby. Hello. And Lindsay Havens. Hi. The two brave uh, billboard reporters who were out at Lollapalooza all four days of Lollapalooza last weekend. And still recovering. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) How much do you wish it was just week-long, seven-day festival? You know, I've been saying that for years. I just, four days isn't enough. I wish it would just go on forever. Bring Muse back because they got rained out. Just oh bring gosh. them back. Have a go on Monday For night. For three full days, even just beginning just to all end. Muse, Muse, yeah. Muse, a palooza. Exactly. That's the new thing. Yeah. What well, What was that like? So they were the first night headliner, right? The Thursday night. Yeah, I was actually at Lord. Taylor was, at, was Muse. at Muse. Yeah. It was amazing. Like being amongst all of these people when it was pouring rain. And Muse was playing Psycho. Like, mm-hmm. it was the most magical moment until they were like, evacuate. But, yeah, no, it was... The best thing about it was that the rain prevented people from holding up their phones. So people were solely, like, just engrossed in what was going on. And I think that was the best part about it. But then all of a sudden, Matt Bellamy, like, they, like, all went off stage. And then Matt Bellamy came out. And he was like... They're telling us we need to get off stage. I hope yeah. we'll be back. And that was the last we heard. See, Lords was much more dramatic. Well, I, so, I like, heard about that. Right before the downpour even started, she was, like, talking about how her record was, like, the documentation of a teenage witch and how she was going to, like, conjure the spirits. And we were all like, okay, Lord. Then it starts downpouring. And we're <laughs> like, all right, okay, Lord. <laughs> and then she was like, I'm going to do something I've never done before. And everyone's like, this is going to be awesome. What's she going to do? And then she's like, hold on. My production manager is talking to me from the side of the stage. And then sure enough, she was like, I'm so sorry. I had a great show planned. I'll do whatever I can to be back. Something like that. So and she then, never even did anything no. when she said, I'm going to do something I've never done before? No. I guess if she's never left the stage abruptly, then I guess she probably <laughs> that with her. Maybe that was her plan all along. <laughs> so does she even sing anything? Yeah, she did mm, like three or four songs. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Muse then... got through four. Yeah, so about the same. I think they were going to start their fifth, and that's when they were cut. So from following the festival a little bit over the weekend, I got the impression that the trend throughout Lala this year was that a lot of rappers and pop artists who were maybe on the side stage or playing earlier in the day got much bigger crowds than a lot of the bigger artists on the main stage. Lil Yachty, that's all I can think about. It's like the people that organized this festival had clearly had a good idea of who was going to explode because the people that were on the smaller stages, like, 
were the ones that were loved. I mean, I don't know. Did, you saw the Lil Yachty stage, Thankfully, right? from safety. <laughs> I mean, I I would never have been in that crowd. But because I was standing up on, like, a platform away from the madness, I could Oh, you were on of, stage. You were on stage Yeah, I, I was basically on stage yeah. Yachty. Cool. I thought I heard Lindsay rapping at one point. Yeah, it doesn't happen often. But, they were know. like, she's not a teen. <laughs> Kick her off. I think that's why the crowd was so crazy, but I don't know. <laughs> Others would argue differently. Um... But, yeah, I wasn't actually in it, thankfully, because I was worried for every single person who was in that mess. People, people climbing poles. The sound booth. People climbed on top of yeah. the sound booth, not only just stood there, were aggressively jumping, like Dancing. trying to break it. Yeah. I didn't stay till the end, so maybe it did break. I don't know. I would either. have heard about that. I I'm quit. Sure. I was like, nope. We're going over to the small BMI stage that's harmless yeah. right now. I mean, <laughs> he should have been on a much bigger stage. That's what it comes down to. And it was also weird. I don't know if you heard, like, at one point he was like, everyone, like, we need to be safe here. Like, everyone who came in here has to leave. And we're like, oh, that's dark, but okay. <laughs> and then he was also like, but at the same time, I want to see the biggest mosh pit I've ever seen. I'm like, hmm. At the same time, I'm going to severely contradict myself yeah. right now and make you guys hurt each other. <laughs> oh, I, I saw a Travis Scott set at Law two years ago literally just get shut down by cops. No. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Is, is, is it, it the year he got arrested? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because of that? Yeah. <laughs> two, two like, non-consecutive Travis Scott insurrections at Lollapalooza. No. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he, he played maybe like three songs and was just, like, sort of like what Yachty was doing, just like, yo, kids, jump the barricade, yeah. fuck security. <laughs> and lots of people did it, and they shut it down, and then – it was unclear for a while if it was going to start up again. And then people just slowly walked away from the crowd and then it just ended. <laughs> that was it. How was Migos this year? I didn't go to Migos, but you did, right, Lindsay? I did. I, was that insane? Was there yeah, a crazy I, well, crowd so, that? I would imagine. Again, I didn't, I wasn't in the crowd. <laughs> I, <laughs> He's got the VIP <laughs> actually like with the band status. So. I, Can you set a platform? Yeah. <laughs> What's that mean? you like hovering It's around. like a Game of Thrones <laughs> chair. Like The people of C3 Presents just walk me around on yeah. a platform everywhere. <laughs> um, I don't know, like the stage that Lil Yachty was on, there's like a elevated area that was roped off. Or... Mm. Was that the same stage as Migos? Um, the no. Tito stage or whatever? Migos were on the, I think it was the Bud Light stage Bud Light. next to the Tito stage. Okay. That would have been a perfect place for Yachty. I agree. That's, that's the problem with the Tito stage is it's like in a corner. Yeah. So it's like if there's a mass group that wants to see the stage, it like especially overflows when it's into a like weird area. ruckus 16-year-olds that want to get to the mosh pits. Yeah. It's, it's a dangerous situation. Um, but yeah, Migos were really good. They played a 20-minute set. What? Yeah. Oh, because of their plane delay, right? Right. They couldn't. Yeah. They had to, like, land in the middle of their flight because the weather was so bad, and then they had to take a helicopter the rest of the way. That's luxurious. Yeah. You know what stage or what performance had me mind-blown with the amount of people by it? Mm-hmm. was Charlie XCX. I know she's big yeah. and she's got a couple hits, but holy crap, I thought that that was people lining up for Arcade Fire because it felt like... People, like, there was just a mass amount of people there mm-hmm. on Sunday, and I felt like it was all people with Sunday wristbands, which I assumed was for Arcade Fire, because I've heard about their, like, really huge fan base that yeah. just, like, goes to every show of theirs, but uh, then after Charlie was done, the crowd, like, 
was gone. And I was like, <laughs> seriously? I mean, she was actually really good. But yeah. I was like, I was not expecting that kind of a crowd for her. That's how I felt for Machine Gun Kelly. I really? showed up and I was like, <laughs> what? It was at like 2 p.m. I felt like everyone came out for his set. And I'd never seen him before. He actually put on a good show, but like, it was crazy. People were crying. People were crying <laughs> over yes. what song? Just over his presence. Like, he was just standing there. And then they showed girls' faces up on the big screen. It's just, like, <laughs> sobbing. <laughs> Making a display of the distraught teenagers in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> this is what Lala can do for you. Do you guys see the LCD sound system ice cream truck? No. no. I desperately wanted to. <laughs> I didn't really try that hard to find it. I didn't even hear about it, but... This is their, they had an ice cream truck parked outside Grant Park, and it was playing new tracks off the album, but in the form of ice cream jingles. Ice cream jingles. Yeah. <laughs> that is probably one of the most brilliant marketing <laughs> schemes I can ever think of. Yeah. That's amazing. It's kind of like a postscript to when James Murphy's whole subway campaign to get... When you swipe your subway card in New York City, it's play a note that all goes together in this polysymphonic song. That, <laughs> that was, a, it, it was I interviewed him about that like <laughs> six months before LCD Sound System got back together. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> it was sponsored by Heineken. Oh my god! <laughs> Naturally, <laughs> it never got off the. I don't think it ever got off the ground. <laughs> That's really funny. I never heard about that. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But I'm trying to think of other people. The killers were incredible, but that's not really that surprising. I'm still a little bitter at the Lala people for putting Blink-182 at the same time, but... <laughs> I feel like I heard a lot of people, like, talking shit on Blink-182 and how they oh, really? need to go back to 2006. And I'm like, I don't know that I... <laughs> Speaking of the killers. Yeah, like, yeah, seriously, like, come right? On, come I'm, on, yeah. shut up. I'm like, <laughs> the only songs that really got people amped for the killers were the same kind of songs that <laughs> were going to get people killers, amped for Blink-182. Because the killers post-2006 output is so <laughs> remarkable. <laughs> Anyways, thanks so much for coming by, guys. Uh, shout out your Twitter handles and anything that you're working on right now you want to tell the people about. Well, unrelated to Lollapalooza, <laughs> I'm working on a big Backstreet Boys anniversary piece for their 20, 20th anniversary of their first U.S. album, self-titled release. That'll be pretty sweet. 
I talked to Nick Carter during Lollapalooza, oh so that was interesting. And at then Brian, well, not like like on the phone, oh, I see. but at my hotel. Got it. And then I had to talk to Brian on the layover for my connecting flight. So, you know, it'll be a good one. Do whatever it takes for the Backstreet yeah, Boys. For the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Lollapalooza 2018, BSB headlining. <laughs> hey, maybe. <laughs> I mean, you don't tweet, right? You don't. I don't. Yeah, so, I don't really social don't, media. So don't don't shout out your dormant Twitter handle. <laughs> it's the same for every social platform, though. So Tayweb is my Instagram, but I don't really do anything on Instagram either. Great. So you know, <laughs> yeah. My Twitter is a little more active. It's Lindsay Alana. Spelled it out for you guys before on this exact <laughs> podcast. If you don't know by now, you're probably never going to follow me. Um, and I'm working on, I still have a roundup from Lollapalooza. I did like 10 to 12 interviews with some really great people. So give us a preview of who. Um, let's see. I talked to Vance Joy. Rag and Bone Man. <laughs> I did not talk to him. Rory Graham didn't give me the time of day. Um, Zara Larson talked to um, Cage the Elephant. There's some good people in there. Was that your first time getting to meet Cage the Elephant? Yeah, I oh talked to them on the phone Atlanta. before, but the face-to-face time was real nice. Oh my goodness, I can imagine that was a major moment in Lindsay Haven's life. <laughs> oh yeah, it was indeed. Was he wearing a sequin dress? Because I hope he so. wasn't. No, I, I I wish he was. He was wearing like a captain's outfit, <laughs> like a boat captain, kind of. Right, like the jacket part. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> look out for that. <laughs> All right, yes. Yeah, so thanks so much for coming by, guys. Uh, next up, we're going to jump back to my experience at Panorama Fest in New York last weekend. This is the uh, second interview out of my batch of conversations I had at Panorama. We had Pine Grove last week. This week, it is Bleached, garage rock punk bands from Los Angeles, who I like a lot. Uh, you should check out their recent EP called Can You Deal? And last year's awesome album called Welcome the Worms that they put out. We're about to about to hear us chat about how they were just on tour with Paramore in Europe, all over Europe, about this cool zine they put out along with their recent EP, about new music they're working on. So here is me sitting outside of the uh, press area. We're sitting like overlooking the river, legs dangling over, looking out at the water, the Harlem River. There's a target across the street. It is a great view. And uh, set the scene. That is the uh, the backdrop for this interview with me and Bleached. Here it is. Stage that collapsed last night. 
Uh, I was getting anxiety before we played, and then once we were playing, I didn't even think about it. I just kept thanking the crew because they apparently stayed up like all night rebuilding the stage so the show could keep happening. We play on like every type of stage. I feel like we're just like used to anything. Anything you've got, we can do it. <laughs> yeah, it was a normal amount of anxiety on stage, and then before that's when we're like, we might not get to play if they don't fix it in time. So it was really cool that they pulled it off. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I was here yesterday, but I didn't make it inside to the parlor, was it? Or yeah, par- the parlor. The parlor. The parlor. It's kind of like an indoor like kind of mini amphitheater kind of thing. I felt kind of like I was inside a barn at like a barn rodeo. Yeah. With like the, like there were like strobe lights going on over the ceiling. I kind of got that vibe. Mm, yeah, I was yeah. thinking that too because we played in a barn for a festival once. Oh, really? We, yeah. What festival was that? It was Riot Fest. Oh, shit. Yeah. And was one it? of the stages was in an actual barn where they have like rodeos. Yeah. Was this the Denver Riot Fest? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I didn't the Chicago yeah. Riot Fest. Yeah, it was okay, the Denver yeah, we one. Were, yeah. You guys were recently touring Europe, Paramore, one of my favorites. Yes. So what, what, what yeah. was what was that tour like? Tell me about Tour of Paramore. It was amazing. There are the nicest people and they're so like cool with all of us and also just like so cool to their fans, which was really nice to see. Um, and they're just super talented and we all like would hang out every night after and have like dance parties. Their set every night because they're so good and it never got boring, you know. Actually, songs would start growing on me on that tour. Paramore songs? Yeah. What are your favorite Paramore songs? Well, as of now, I'm obsessed with um, Fake Happy. Okay. Yeah. And I listened to the record before we left, the newest record, and I really liked the single um, Hard Times. Hard Times. But then on that tour, they, every time I'd hear Fake Happy, I was like, oh my god, that chorus is so good. It sounded like this epic scene in an 80s movie. And so, yeah, that one started growing on me, and now I love it. And Hair Times, of course, is fun. Oh, and then we would go on stage with them. Oh, yeah? For one of their, one of the, well, it wasn't their song. It was, yeah, Zach's side band. Oh, Half Noise. Half Noise. Yeah. Plays a song every night on the Paramore tour. Um, 
Eastern in there. Yeah. Right? Germany? Like, Germany, Belgium, kind of central, yeah. I guess. Geography. We get east. That's what we want to do next is Eastern Europe. Yeah. yeah. So how did you guys get in touch with Paramore? Was it because Haley did the zine with you guys? Yeah, I think that's like pretty much what started it. Well, originally, one night we were playing Nashville on our last a year ago on tour and Haley and I have a mutual friend and so she brought us hair dye to the show for because she has a hair dye company yeah. called Good Dye Young. And so that was our first like meeting, but we actually didn't even meet then. We just she left it and wrote us this long letter. It was like the nicest thing ever. And then when we started doing the Can You Deal zine, um, I asked her if she wanted to be a part of it and she was like super down. Then from there, yeah, just kind of like we kept talking, and then we wanted to, they wanted us to do the U.S. with them, but then we were already planning to do um, against me. So then we ended up doing the Europe with them, which I'm really stoked that we got to do Europe because it was just so cool. We got to play like the Royal Albert Hall in England and, yeah. or London, and also they hadn't played in seven years, right? Oh, sorry. Or yeah, they were between albums, yeah. so, so yeah, yeah. It been a few yeah. Years. yeah. Big comeback for them. Yeah. And so their first show, they were nervous. So. Yeah, so it was really cool supporting their tour. Yeah, of like a reunion kind of. Yeah, it was a reunion. Yeah, and we, we were talking about the Z, and you guys should explain that for those listening. You guys could probably explain it better than I could. Um. Yeah. So it's called Can You Deal the Zine, and it kind of first became a thing when we were like on our last US or just we were on a tour cycle with the with our last record called Welcome the Worms and we constantly were being asked like what's it like to be a girl in a band like over and over again and I've been playing music for like over 10 years and that is this I get the same question like repeatedly so being on that tour cycle and then just once again being in that place where we're always being asked that question I was like dude can you ask us about the guitars we like to play or the amps we like to play through or what these lyrics are about and it just kind of felt like we were being turned into this novelty of like girls with guitars rather than just like musicians and want to talk to some gear nerds yeah <laughs> yeah and not about like well it's interesting how they choose to talk about you know a certain thing like mm-hmm. got like 10 minutes really but um but then so we wrote this song can you deal and then which the chorus is just, yeah, I'm a girl and I play in a band, can you deal? And then from there we were like, oh, let's make a zine out of it. So we started asking like mutual friends that are in bands if they'd be interested. And a lot of people, like even Brody Dale was like, I've been waiting to get this off my chest for the last 10 years. And um, yeah, so spider. Yeah, sorry. That's what I started spacing out because I saw uh, that thing. It was a little one. It was a little spider on my arm. Yeah, just a little I like live amongst hundreds of spiders. That sounds really crazy. So they don't scare me anymore. But um, uh, yeah. So then that was so the zine got made, and then we printed a thousand, and then they sold out really fast. So no more zines left. But you can read it online at canyoudeal.com. Yeah. Were Were there any any specific entries from different musicians, or any just things that were shared that were like especially jarring, important for you guys to read? Like, I, I love the Kate Nash one. The Kate Nash one was awesome. Like, how she gave just this long narrative of the shit she went through the past yeah. 10 years and ended it with just giving her email address. So, like, any girl who's out there who yeah. needs, like, help, just hit me up. Hers is really awesome. And 
actually from the zine me and Kate became friends which I'm really happy about um she's so cool and um I thought that was cool too how she gave out her email to anyone that needed to talk that's cool and then um I don't know I really love the Tegan and Sarah one and I really love Allie's from uh she was she's in a band called Upset but she was in Vivian Girls and Best Coast oh right hers is probably my favorite one just because it actually made me cry when I read it but um I don't really want to explain it because I think I would just like not you have to go read it it's just so good yeah zine check that out yeah so I know you guys just put out the EP do you got have you guys put any thought into like a follow-up LP to welcome the worms at all yet um, yeah, we have been, we've only been home for like two weeks, but since then we've been writing every day and then the plan is after we leave New York to go home and write every day for three more weeks until we leave for like 10 weeks for this Against Me tour. So it's in the works. And Welcome the Worms came out, what, like early 2016? Like just, just over a year ago, April right? April 1st. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you guys write a lot. Yeah. yeah. It seems like we, it's like we do, but we're only on our third, or the next record will be our third full length, so. I feel like that EP was awesome to just throw out there at that time, because we, we were in the middle of being on tour for Welcome the Worms, and we went into the studio, and we had a week off, and just recorded four extra songs, and that to me was like, oh, whoa, we have this whole extra thing to release, it kind of kept the momentum going. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was rad, and now we're quickly jump into writing again but it yeah it'd be nice but it, once you start it's it's, it's a really long process i hope that it goes you know that we can get a record out soon but i don't know how long it's actually it is a take. long process yeah. yeah like just having like two weeks here and three weeks there like isn't enough time at all that's probably enough time to get like two demos done yeah. you know because you also have to yeah. get your brain there and then you have to figure out who you want to work with yeah. and it's, yeah, it's now, really, yeah. You have to get your brain there, which yeah. I'm there finally in writing zone. But it took a second. It did take yeah. a second. Yeah, I feel like I'm there too. But yeah, it's like this this change from tour life, and then like you're in that wheels turning, and then you're like, okay, creative again. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, okay, whoa, where am I? You have to kind of ground yourself and like reorient your body. <laughs> it's really yeah. hard for me to like manage my time too when I like come back from tour because you're kind of like disciplined on tour a little bit and then you come home and then you're like no one's telling me what time to get in the van or like sound check yeah so I have to start yeah. really disciplining myself and so it's like that takes time to get into that like you're in right. control again you're like now what am I supposed to do yeah and then every yeah. friend hits you up like oh my god you're back so then you start making like plan after plan right. after plan and then you're like wait now I haven't been like working on music at all yeah and then you start making music again and then you all of a sudden have, have to, to back, back out of again. all back out of yeah. all these dinner plans yeah, and catch exactly. up plans yeah. you see the email chain where like the last time you were like oh I'm busy next week and the time before that they canceled <laughs> totally that's real <laughs> yeah so got like another minute or two is there okay. anything else you guys want to shout out touch on
like we're exactly where we're supposed to be right now. I feel like we're <laughs> in a movie. <laughs> like, oh my god. You just like said that line and now we're looking at like the New York like sky, wait. skyline. Okay, I feel like I can make that line better. For the first time in my life, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> if only you listeners could see what we're seeing, you would understand you're in a movie. Yeah, this is a seriously awesome awesome panoramic view right now. Yeah, it is very panoramic. And now, like, the Alicia Keys song comes on. You know, New York. Right? Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Yeah, I I keep thinking about, like, Sex in the City scenes right now. Like, there's one where they fall in the river together, her and Big, and I'm like, I want to go to that. Or not the river, the pond. It's just like inst- everyone's got their New York reference, their New York yeah. cultural memory. Just yeah. drop it in. Yeah. It's all you. And let me please remind you, it does not say RSVP on the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Clueless. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. Thank you so much to Bleached for that little interview. Finding some time in their schedule after their performance. It was, like, seriously, it was a really, really tight show. I was most of all blown away by their transitions in between songs. Just thinking as they were just going to let a song die down. And then before the, like, the second to last note of the outro, jumping into a song that you didn't see coming. That had me pretty much on the ground. I loved that set. Check out Bleached. They have new music coming, like they said. In the meantime, check out their EP, Can You Deal, their old album, Welcome the Worms. Follow them on Twitter. They're fun on there. So for this podcast, uh, coming up, we have some more interviews. That's it for the ones that I did out at Panorama, but we have some artists coming through the Billboard office coming up. I'll give some hints about who those artists are. One of them is a band who I like a lot, who I've talked about on this podcast before, who have a new album coming out at the end of August who have uh, been on my previous podcast, The Alt and Our Stars. So, hmm, who might that be? And uh, also have, say, an artist who we talked about on my episode with the Stereo Gum people about our favorite albums of 2017 so far. And she has never been on this podcast. So two to look out for. Who might they be? Subscribe to the podcast. Get it every week automatically. Search for hashtag alternative facts on iTunes or just in the podcast app of your phone subscribe and give us a star rating feedback it's all super helpful follow me on twitter i tweet about the show a lot there talk about upcoming guests tweet out episodes and just other things i have going on my handle is cpain on a plane or just search for chris pain c-h-r-i-s-p-a-y-n-e it's the first name that comes up that's all i got for you guys this is a weekly podcast and i will see you next thursday take care Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.